0: All right. Hey guys. Welcome to the Diet Right podcast with Brooke Miller and Alyssa Miller. Both dietitians, both moms, both live in Denver, both from the Midwest. And that's all I got. I got a new one today. Oh, what? both love intuitive eating. Oh yeah, both love to eat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good. One. We yeah. could just go on and on. Um, but today we're here with a guest who is from Wisconsin, just like Brooks. So you guys are both from Wisconsin. We have all these Wisconsin people. I love it. Yeah, that's two guests in a row from Wisconsin. I know. Two for you, zero for me. So if you're from Chicago, let me know. <laughs> love to have you on to just beef up my side of the Midwest. Yeah. But uh, anyways, yeah, we've got Brittany from Body Positive Mom, and we're going to shoot it over to her to do a little introduction and say hey.
1: Yeah, I think I have a lot of the same things in common with you. When you were going through, I was like, yeah, 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 I like that too. Uh, (laughs) But my name... My name is Brittany Woodard, and I am a registered dietitian nutritionist, yes, out of Wisconsin, but I do a lot of virtual work. So um, my Instagram account is at bodypositive underscore mom, and I am very much like you, love intuitive eating, love health at every size, um, and very much part of that movement.
0: Awesome. We're we're so happy to have you here, even if you are from Wisconsin. Yes. (laughs) Well, thank yes. you. <laughs> so,
2: what did you do like right out of college? Tell us a little bit about your journey.
1: Yeah, so I graduated college in 2012, and I got a job right away working at WIC. Oh, I know you were just
2: yes, and we graduated WIC. around the same yeah. time too.
1: Yeah. So I worked at WIC. I got a double major. I got a major in Spanish and then obviously a major in dietetics. So I worked at a WIC that uh, was a lot of Spanish speaking and it was great. It was uh, a wonderful place to work. Um, Nothing bad, but I think I had this moment where I was like, so now I just like go to work like, every
0: single day <laughs> for the rest like, of my life
1: <gasps> like a nine I to five was
2: like, what is this yeah
1: no <laughs> I don't think I can do that so I definitely panicked and then That's I was her. like what else can I do I'm young I don't have any kids yet like I gotta do something so I uh looked in I actually saw uh, an article on like I think it was like dietitian today where it talks about a dietitian who went and joined the peace corps and I was like yes that's what I'm going to do. That's
0: awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: So I did do that. Wow. And so because I had a major in Spanish, I was like, well, they'll definitely send me to Spanish. Uh-huh. To <laughs> yeah. all my a Spanish getting ready to go, <laughs> going and getting my bathing suit packed and everything. And <laughs> they're like, so you're going to Asia? And I was like, Asia? Oh my no. gosh, where in
2: Asia. Asia's the best. <laughs>
1: Asia's the best. Yeah, I did not think so when they told ah. me. I definitely cried i've never but i went to nepal oh, that's so cool it's i had to look it up i had to figure out what it was in <laughs> yeah
0: and it sounds like me. me
1: and now i'm Definitely. very very well aware what um, do they speak there they uh, spoke a very useful language called nepali oh um, only perfect for nepal. nepal yeah
0: <laughs> so no spanish
1: so no such luck no No such luck, but that was okay. I think it was one of those things where it seemed bad, but it was actually, like, really good. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I I joined the Peace Corps um, after working at WIC for, like, a year, I would say. And um, I was part of a food security project. And um, the way I could describe the Peace Corps to almost everybody is, like, high highs and low lows. Mm -hmm. Like, hardly anything in between, like... You're like, in the mountains in Nepal, this is so awesome. And then the next moment, you're like in your village, sweating <laughs> and dirty um, and like, What am I doing? Uh,
0: why did they um, send me to Asia? <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, but it it, uh, it made me who I am today. Because while I was there, I think I I really did struggle trying to like find a project to work work on. Um, there was like a civil war in Nepal, and I ended. They ended the Peace Corps program there for a while and then they brought it back. So when they brought it back, I was one of the first groups that came back. And I think that they were just still trying to get their program going. And so I really struggled trying to like figure out like, okay, I'm a dietitian, Like what am I doing here?
0: Right.
1: How can I it help? Also, yeah. It was also just, it it's it, like affected my mental health, like way more than I could have ever imagined. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just really seeing – I think Nepal is the 11th poorest country in the world last I looked. Oh, wow. And I think it was just seeing that poverty and just seeing people just starving and just in such in situations we really don't see here in the US. And I think that took a toll on me. Mm, Sure. Um, Yeah. So I found myself like going to the city a lot and trying to be around like English speaking people because it just kind of gave my brain a break from everything um and so i met a guy uh we dated for a long, uh, but pretty much the whole time i was there and i had a baby
0: <laughs> baby
1: but when you have a baby and you're in the peace corps or when you're pregnant you cannot stay in that country they make you go back to the u.s oh. so you didn't have
0: to deliver in nepal
1: i did oh that's good really <laughs> that's good yeah i watched some deliveries there like, no no nothing. no no yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, send me back those women those women have, I—they're oh, strong. Women. Yeah,
0: seriously. Um,
1: <laughs> so yeah, I went back to the U.S. and uh, didn't work out with the baby's dad. He, uh, for very a lot of cultural reasons, mostly all cultural reasons. Sure, and he stayed. Um, so
2: he's still in Nepal.
1: He is in Nepal. Um, lots of drama. Maybe someday. <laughs> yeah, <him. laughs> yeah, All fair. But I was all just fair. curious of where he
2: lived. Okay.
1: Yeah, he lives in Nepal, but this story could, like, make one of those, like, telenovelas. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Love those things. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's a lot. We should start a new podcast
0: with that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But I ended up coming back, and when I came back, I didn't have a job. I was pregnant. I was living with my mom. I (laughs) had, like, a lot of things piled up. Sure. So I ended up just taking a job, like, um, it really locally at a behavioral health hospital, and um, I didn't even really care what it was. I was like, yeah, sounds good. Sign right. Little did I know it was, like, going to lead me to everything. Mm-hmm. So I started working with eating disorders there, and I had been there for the last four years up until just till recently when I was left. So
0: Awesome. So now you're full-time doing Body Positive uh, Yeah, mom. doing...
1: Yep. I'm doing body positive mom. I also see, um, people locally, uh, outpatient for eating disorders. I also see them like online virtually, but I'm just kind of like seeing where this whole thing takes me. Um, it's been wonderful. I don't think I've ever been the type of person who can work a nine to five every day. I I feel you
0: reason why we're recording at night. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, for sure. And so I finally like took the leap and quit my job. And it's been a awesome and terrifying journey. Yeah, and <laughs> but yeah. yeah that's that's what I'm doing now. So um, for those of you
0: listening who don't know what the body positive movement is, can you fill them in kind of what that is and then how that relates to moms specifically?
1: yeah so i think that there's probably some like very general definition that i don't really know about but the way that i think about like the yeah like the body positive movement is just like people are sick and tired of these messages saying that you are not worthy unless you look a certain way and i think people are now and especially dietitians which is awesome Mm. are now just being like that doesn't exist that is not possible Dieting doesn't work. Right. No, you're not going to have an 18 year old Instagram model's body. (laughs) Yeah, two kids later, you're
2: 35 and you have four kids. What (laughs) do you think's gonna happen? Yeah, I know, and that's okay, and that's great.
1: (laughs) Yes, and that and like embrace it, Mm -hmm. and I and for me, that's what it is. Like I'm just all about really like one of my big things is just like talking about all the nutrition misinformation and all the weight misinformation because it it makes me kind of crazy Mm -hmm.
0: yeah and it's cool now the research is all on our side right like coming out towards Mm -hmm. like intuitive eating and listening to your body and Mm -hmm. you know and with the body positive movement specifically you know you kind of say like there's probably an official definition I don't know because I feel like everyone I follow body positive is like has a little bit different way that they come across Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. and which is really good and important for all of us to find who we relate to the most which I find really cool about your account is like hey I'm a mom And I want to be Mm -hmm. body positive and feel good about myself and know that um, I'm bringing into this world no judgment and loving everyone because we're all unique and different. And that's why I love your community, because it's, you know, special to moms, you know, specific Mm -hmm. for us. Yeah.
2: And I think when you become a mom, you know, I don't know what everybody's expectation was, but I was just kind of like oh, I'm going to totally get my body back, you know, and so naive, you know, and then I like went through a stressful pregnancy and I was like, I don't even care what happens to my body as long as like my baby survives. And I would like love to nurse him if I can. And, you know, and now that like I can nurse him, it's like, that's all I really wanted was to like have a healthy baby. And he like is on the other end of heart surgery and stuff. But like I was like I don't care what happened to to my body now because I'm like I'm able to feed him and I'm able to like look at my body and the stretch marks and just be like I produced a human like yeah, you it's embrace so cool it. like I don't care what I look like in a swimsuit anymore because like I have a cool <laughs> child out yeah. of it you know and so like I would totally take the five or ten whatever weight gain like you end up gaining after having kids like it's worth it like that's way more it's more like more important to have your child than to have that weight or excess skin or whatever your changes in your body. It's just like, do you care more about that or more about your child? I don't know.
0: Yeah. And I think like even embracing the changes that we have throughout our life cycle, like If any of us expect that our bodies are never going to change, like that is absurd. Like even from like puberty and then through like college years and then maybe having kids or getting married or trying to have kids, like all of Mm -hmm. the things that go along with maybe infertility or going on to like actually pre-menopausal and menopause, like all these things, your body is going to shift and change. So giving it that grace and that space to let it do it and feel good in your own skin, no matter where you're at in that entire um, cycle of life is so important because if you're constantly at ads with your body, it's going to cause stress like way. And you can probably yeah. tell us more about like the research and stuff behind that, but I'm sure yeah. your stress levels are insane, mm-hmm. which then can cause you to hold on to excess weight or not listen to your body's cues. And then you're just hitting the cycle all over again. And that guilt and shame, just like Brooke and I talk about specifically with eating, but that can come from mm-hmm. you know, the way that you feel about your body too, right? So
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: a whole slew of things. Yeah, I think
1: you. <laughs> Yeah, I think you both had on like a lot of really good points. I mean, like, first of all, there is nothing like motherhood to put <laughs> you second. Guys. Uh, so, yeah, right? like, it, yeah. And it, and it, and everyone tells you, like, when you're pregnant with your first baby, they're like, your life is going to change. And you're like, yeah, my it life is going to change.
0: Yeah. I'm ready. I'm and ready then you're like, you. dear God,
1: <laughs> you don't know what that means. You can read all the books, you can read all the blogs, you can follow all the mommy accounts. You don't know what that means until you have a baby. So
0: true. We were talking, I forget if it was in the podcast or a post or something I did, but it literally seeps into every nook and cranny of your life. Like, you know the big things are going to change, but you don't realize how the tiny things are going to change, not only in your Mm day-to-day life, but in your body, too. Like, I knew I was going to gain weight. I knew I would probably get stretch marks. I knew this and that, but I didn't know. That my feet would grow an entire age. Yeah. <laughs> Mine didn't. Mine didn't. I was okay, expecting great. them to grow. <laughs> well, I embrace my feet because I follow Body Positive Mom, and she says that my feet are great. Um, seriously, yes, my feet are. never went back, and that it's like what a silly thing. But really, it's like every nook and cranny of your body, of your lifestyle, of your relationship with the, your spouse or your partner mm-hmm. will change <laughs> because of it, which is a blessing. You know, I mean, we're very grateful that we all have had children. Well, Right? We like. I think you're right.
1: Yeah. Sorry, I I think you're right. And like my my sister, um, she is very much struggling with infertility. And anytime I'm having like a bad day with the kids, I'm like, you know, like I'm grateful I have them Mm -hmm, because they are just going through a lot.
0: Um, I forgot about that. I think you posted about her and I think now I follow yeah. her too. So we struggled yeah, for like a year to get pregnant with my second. Mm-hmm. And I think you shared about her and I followed her and it, it's so inspiring, you know, her attitude yeah. and everything. So, but yeah, it keeps your perspective, right? And I'm sure your experience with going to like Nepal, like keeps your perspective. Mm-hmm. Like it's so important to keep realigning ourselves with new perspective in our life so that we're grateful for what right. we have. I think like, Mhm. Mm-hmm
1: like new experiences just keep having new experiences over and over again, because I think that they open your eyes to things that you just don't even know are there. And I think that's very true. Even in like the dietetics field, like yeah. keep trying yeah. things, be open-minded, like, and, and that kind of stuff is really helpful. But sure. yes, sure. being a mom <laughs> uh, is hard. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. And like the approach that I kind of like to take is like, don't feel bad that you feel bad. Yeah. Like you, you, <laughs> are in a culture that is constantly telling you that you should feel bad so when somebody finally says hey you don't actually have to feel bad it can be hard to like get out of that mindset and be like yeah I don't have to feel bad right and you feel like you feel so powerful like you know like when you start to like be like I don't care I don't look great in the swimsuit I don't have abs or whatever but I'm still gonna wear it i want to beach with my kids and I want to have
0: fun with Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Prioritizing it, that mm-hmm. fun and that spontaneity and stuff. is so hard to have when you're tied up in diet culture or feeling bad mm-hmm. about your body or whatnot. And yeah, you're right. It's so empowering when you realize that you don't give a crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. I just
2: was like listening to a pastor recently who said, like your response is your responsibility and I just feel like that with diet culture like you can either let Mm -hmm. it consume your life and care a lot or you can just be like screw it like this is me and I'm trying to live a healthy life with sleeping and getting fruits and vegetables in and you know there's like obviously lifestyle things that you can do but just being like I don't care about the rest like the rest will just kind of
1: happen um yeah yeah I, I don't know if you guys ever read that book, um, You're a Badass yeah. by uh, Jensen Sincero. I don't
0: remember. I'm bad. really bad at remembering Sincero? actors' names. Mm-hmm. I read You're a Badass at Making Money, though. Is that a different one? Yeah, I read that one, okay, too. Yeah.
1: But she has this fabulous quote that's like, what other people think about you has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. And everything to do with them totally (laughs) yeah so when they are judging you and being like oh you're cellulite in that swimsuit why would you wear that that has nothing to do with totally everything to do with them their obsession with diet culture their obsession with these unrealistic images um, and how liberating possible
0: yeah and how liberating to be like hey that's on you goodbye you know Mm -hmm. they're um Mm -hmm. do you know rachel hollis at all
1: I don't She had like a number one
0: bestseller like, book. It was like Girl, stop a wash pop- your or, girl wash, wash your face. face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. has this yes. quote. Mm-hmm. I think it's from her. Um I that mm-hmm. says Uh, what other people think of you is none of your business. And it's like, keep your eyes on your own paper, like you focus on your life and live Mm -hmm. your life. And who cares how people respond to that? You know, like, obviously, I'm all about like positivity and want to like put out, um, you know, good, strong vibes towards other people and want to form relationships and trust and love and all that. But like, if they don't want it, good, leave it, you know, like, take what you want, leave what you don't. And that this is what I'm going to live my life doing. So.
2: And that's the same with like mom shaming too. So like, <laughs> totally. you know, we all do our own thing as a parent and like we try to do what's best for our kids but people totally judge it all the time. I actually saw on Instagram um, this week, it was a mom who had a shirt that said something about like natural birth, breastfeeding, child wearing, something (laughs) else. It was like a long list of everything that she did. And everyone's like, preach, I do all those things. Like, and and some some of the moms were like, I had to have an emergency C-section. Like I did not want to have that. But like now I feel like I'm not a good mom because I didn't have a natural birth. And I read that too. And I was like, oh man, like that is kind of sad because yeah, like you had a C-section that was Uh unexpected. And so like, that's not part of somebody's birth plan. And so I think it's hard to, because even like um, when it comes to feeding your baby or doing anything, like literally anything with parenting, it's like, just keep your, like, just try to do what's best for your kid. And like, (sighs) stay in your own lane and stop judging other
0: moms because right oh, yeah. listen we need to like help each other it takes I've, a village yeah. have you seen that one about feeding your kids where it's like you can feed them all the organic natural things you want <laughs> but at some point all of our kids are going to eat teddy bear or like uh gummy bears off the floor of someone's car <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, absolutely yeah yes absolutely definitely at
1: some point I mean I'm absolutely I'm like absolutely guilty of that before I had kids yeah. oh my god I was like why would you bring your kids to this restaurant yes. <laughs> and then when I worked at Wick, I didn't have any children Same. at that time so I was like oh, you're not breastfeeding oh my I know goodness. and I was the
2: breastfeeding coordinator but I actually wasn't oh. um I wasn't super, I mean, I was into it. Like I wanted to to have everybody try it, but if people were like, I'm trying and it's not working, I'm like, okay, cool. You gave it a good go. But what drove me nuts at at WIC was I would have these kids come in that were like two with Flamin' Hot Cheetos and Mountain Dew in my office. And I'm like, A, if you spill this, I'm going to be really mad. (laughs) And B, like you have orange fingers and you're touching everything in my office. So now I have to clean. And also like, let's just pretend that you're not eating like Cheetos and Mountain Dew in front of me just like pretend that you're like, like there's water like in your sippy just cup don't even care like that they're going don't to even see the dietician like <laughs> yeah I was like this is
0: what I was hide it anyway. for an hour <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny but well, now post I think that you
1: make a good point at like wick it's like you very much like I can reflect on all of my time there and yeah. be like um actually breastfeeding is incredibly difficult who let me be in charge of this like, <laughs> I know I-, I should not have been in charge of that I know and then also I think it was a lot of like the I, I did some weight shaming there and I, I feel bad about it. Like that is not the dietitian I ever wanted to be right. but being like, mm, you know, the BMI is really high. And like now what I know about BMI is that it's it worthless. Really
0: mean <laughs> totally. Yeah.
1: And so I regret. Those times, and I can reflect back to that and be like, That is not who I am Mm -hmm. as a dietitian. I want to build people up, not like, you know, make them scared of food and weight and all that. Yeah, and create an
0: environment where they feel safe to share with you too what they are doing. Because I mean, Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times. Ugh, and me too. Same thing. I want to kick myself for how many times I wait. I counseled people on weight loss during my internship. And now I go back like mm-hmm. I'm, I want to issue formal apologies for the way that I, I handled that situation. I'm sorry I made you track everything you put in your mouth. And how often same. were they probably lying because like they feel my guilt and shame that I'm putting on them. So it's like, oh, gosh. But now do better. No better. Do better. Right. So yeah. now here we we're are all
2: like growing and we've all been dietitians for at least I don't know five seven years I don't know a long a long time Mm -hmm. um so I think like after five to seven years you just kind of start learning like your own groove of like you stop kind of remembering everything you learned in college because things are changing and Mm -hmm. you just like find your own passion and study that So I think that's really Mm -hmm. cool that that's your focus because that's what we're interested in, too. Yeah.
0: Each person finds their own approach and their own, you know, path to how they're going to talk about nutrition and teach people about nutrition and go about it. And that's what's important, right, is like that each person has their own way of learning and we all have a different way of teaching and vice versa. So it's really important. Okay, so as a dietitian, just in the body positive movement. Like, so I've noticed your account, like, whereas my account is much more like nutrition focused, like gentle nutrition. It's cool as a dietitian that you're actually bringing it out to be like the body image side of things. So why, Mm -hmm. not why, but what do you think that makes you unique that you get to be a dietitian in that space? Do you know what I mean? Is that question? Yeah. I mean, I've thought
1: about that a lot every now and again, I'm like, am I going into a territory that I shouldn't be going into? (laughs) And and then I like reel myself back in and I'm like, I feel like the main reason I focused on that is because everybody has these beliefs that food impacts your weight in a way that it truly does not. And I'm, I I know that, a lot of people who you talked about earlier who are, you know, have body positive accounts, they wouldn't really define themselves as body positive. They're mostly like defining themselves as like fighting fat phobia and right. like saying, Hey, I don't really care if you feel good about your body, but let's talk about how being fat and overweight is killing people because of the biases that come. And I think that exactly. that's great, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm on this other side and I, there's room for everybody. They're all good messages. Right. Um, but I think my main message really is just like, you can eat pizza with your kids, and you are not going to gain five pounds. from eating pizza? I promise yes. you that will not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's it, it. I a lot of times I get backlash, and sometimes I post things, and I'm like, oh god here we go. Like,
0: Those are the best posts, though.
1: <laughs> they really are the best posts. They get a lot of good attention, yeah. but uh, they'll be like, um, if you eat a lot of calories, you are going to get fat. Right. I'm like. Doesn't it seem like that though, right? Like people very much believe this like calories in calories out message, but I swear to God it is not true. I swear to God that there is, is not, not the way that you think that it is Mm -hmm. because our metabolisms are so different and so very, very much based on our genetics. Yes. Somebody could lose a significant amount of weight if they ate less somebody else could eat less and not lose any weight at all and we know that people who restrict actually end up gaining weight because of binging and slowing metabolisms so it's like you'd like to think it's very simple like well if i work out and if i eat fruits and vegetables i'm obviously going to lose weight well probably not though Mm -hmm, right and i think that's where i want to be like that message isn't true and i'm never like trying to say like don't be so scared of like the societal scorn of fat bodies like we don't have to be like that's there. Mm-hmm. But this message isn't true at the same time.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. I think that that's so important. Um, and I think your post, too, like um, because you're a dietitian, you probably, I'm assuming, I haven't looked through your followers, but I'm assuming you also attract a lot of dietitians. Like myself, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. so like it's yeah, really yeah. good for the community of dietitians to see too, because you're influencing us how we're talking to our clients and encouraging us to show that message as well. So even though our focus isn't body positive about body positivity, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we yeah. bring that angle that we learn from you or other accounts or other people to how we interact with our clients. So I think that's a really important um, way that you're influencing the community too. So mm-hmm.
1: yeah, at least from what Thanks. I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's impossible to not talk about body size if you're going to talk about food because we all know that that goes like hand in hand Mm -hmm. and because of the diet messages that are constantly out there saying like, eat less, be skinny, eat less, be skinny. Don't eat that. You're going to be fat. You don't want to be fat because then nobody's going to like you. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's so true. It's It's like that's where the fear comes from is people think their bodies are going to change. They're not afraid Mm -hmm. that, I don't know, they're going to be slower or, you know, it's like, no, you're afraid that you're going to gain weight that's where the fear is really coming mm-hmm. from. Even when we're talking to our kids or talking to other people, that's what our fear is mm-hmm. when we don't want to eat something. So yeah, I think yeah. that's a really and interesting. I think that
1: angle. Sometimes I'll get people who are be like, you know what? I don't really care what I'm doing to my health. I'm going to be skinny because like, I, I can't handle the stress and the pressure and the, the, you know, the feeling of being overweight. I don't like that. So I don't really care if it affects my, my health. Sure. Do you care about your mental yeah, health? Yeah, because you're
2: killing yourself mentally. Right. You
1: oriented. are, yes, creating a lot of mental health issues. Yeah. So if you just think it's the physical problems that are happening from restricting, I'm telling you it's mental health problems too. And like and causing ugh, stress
2: not- and then those stress hormones and cortisol and then those like help you keep the weight on. So it's like you're just yes. fighting a battle with yourself that you're not going to win.
0: And the deeper you go into it, we see this in the research of dieting, the deeper you you go into it, the more diets you go on, the more you try to attempt these things for the way that you look, actually, the more reverse it becomes is that you're deeper into it mental health wise, you have to dig yourself out of a deeper hole. Typically, your body freaks out and says, hey, we're in starvation mode, we need to binge and put on a few pounds, because apparently Mm -hmm. something we still have to deal with is restriction. So we need to put on a few extra pounds to reserve ourselves for that. Whereas people who have never dieted, um, they don't have that issue, you know, like we said before, you end up, typically heavier than when you started the diet because your body is afraid you're going to be in famine again you know it's like it your body's smarter yeah. than you give it credit for you know so Well
1: and I think that that's that's part of it and that these the diet culture messages just lie they lie so much and you would like to think that nutrition science is simple yep. but no, if you read any nutrition science article research article nobody can say, I 100% conclude that this will make you fat. <laughs> like no one can ever say that. Or I will 100% conclude that this will cause cancer mm-hmm. because there's too many factors. Right. Where do you live? What's your genetics? Like, uh, what do you eat besides these other things? Like how much coffee do you drink? And like, just, there's mm-hmm. too many factors to say hundred percent. This is causing this. Right. But diet culture messages like to say, bacon is going to give you heart disease. <laughs> it's like, but probably not. <laughs> I eat bacon every oh. day. I'm,
2: I'm surviving. Um, but, right. But people think, people just don't think they can trust their bodies. They don't think yes. that their bodies can get to homeostasis. They don't think that it's possible. They just don't trust their right. body. And that's what diet culture, I think, the message that they send is you can't trust your body. You have to count everything. Like, what did our ancestors mm-hmm. do? They didn't have MyFitnessPal, they weren't <laughs> tracking their macros. And guess what? Like, they probably didn't have a lot of like the health issues and mental health issues that we have now. Right. Like why is anxiety so much higher now than it was back then? I mean, I'm sure diet culture and social media has a lot to do with it.
1: Right. Uh, I, yeah. (laughs) Lots of things to keep up with. I mean, especially being like a millennial mom. It's like, god, can I do anything right yeah, anymore? No, like, like,
0: like I'm a mom fail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Speaking of which, real quick, and I think I've seen this before in your yeah. account. Have you gotten backlash mm-hmm. about your own body? Like has pe- have people been rude yeah. about your body specifically?
1: Yes, it was super oh interesting gosh. the first time that, that happened. Did you slap I, them uh, virtually? <laughs> I think I just like sat in like surprised for a while, like thinking like, oh yeah, these
2: damn trolls. Ah, people
1: are obviously well, and then, I don't even think it was anybody like so much trolling the first right. time that I saw it. it was something I posted actually on Facebook, and it was this post where I was holding my phone up in like selfie mode, and I was like, um, one side was like, "I'm too big to post this on Facebook," and the other side was like, "I don't care what my body looks like, so I'm gonna post this picture." Yep. And then somebody commented, not knowing that that was me in the picture on Facebook, they commented. Only if that girl's body was actually big. And I was like, oh.
0: Yep. That's Uh. the post that I saw. And I remember reading that like, whoa. Like, first of all, everyone views their body differently than how Mm -hmm. other people view their Mm body. So it's like we all have this body dysmorphia. I believe all of us have a level of it. And so it's like you might think that you're big and other people might think that you're small and other people might think that you're Mm -hmm. big and you think that you're small. And that's the whole point of body positivity and like the whole point of being confident in your own skin and learning how to let go of what other people are thinking and saying about you or or even what you have ingrained in your brain about your own body is because hey like it's never accurate <laughs> and it's never a good description like yeah. I've talked about how many times in your life have you looked back at a photo from 10 years mm-hmm. ago or five years ago and been like I thought it was fat back then I would kill to have that body that's c- very clear to me that we all see ourselves not like accurately and objectively. Right. Like it's never going to be that way until we start letting go of some of these feelings that are holding on to us.
1: Absolutely. I know we don't have a ton of time, but really quickly, I guess I'll mention I went out to lunch with my mom recently and my mom was my mom ordered a burger and she ordered it without the bun. And I was like, what are you doing, mom? (laughs) She's like, Well, you know, I'm just trying to limit my carbs and I'm like and we all know as dietitians how yeah. how seriously our family members take our nutrition. <laughs> oh uh, <thank> yeah. you. <laughs> they don't. They don't care about no, that. They do not. Wait, you have a degree? But, uh, <laughs> useless. They're like, No, you're still I read daughter. Dr. Oz.
2: I know more than you. <laughs> yeah, oh
1: boy. No, I think I'm good. I read Muscle Man. Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, <laughs> but she was like, No, I'm limiting my carbs and I was like, Why though? And she was like well, just you know, because because carbs are just not good, and then we went into the spiel. But mom, no carbs are fine. You're not going to gain weight from carbs. And she goes, "You sound like you really know what you're talking about. But I just don't believe it." Yeah, oh my, my mom
2: texted me like six months ago and asked me um, how many grams of carbohydrates were in a kiwi, and if it was not a good fruit for her to eat because it was too high oh, sugar. Whoa. And I was like, "It's freaking mm-hmm. kiwi. It, so it's sad. it's a fruit. Eat it's it. A fruit. Eat it whenever you want. Yes. Darn it. Yeah. Yeah."
0: That's so I know. Cause true. she was yeah. like,
2: Oh, it's too high carb. Right. And I was like, it's fruit. Oh, Please
0: eat it. No, it's it's delicious. Like, and you, you oh, bring up a good yeah. point. Just being a dietitian in the room, I think like changes the air. Like uh-huh. I've been, I oh, told yeah. Brooke about this time I went to a wedding and there was oh, yeah. donuts. that was one of our podcasts. The, yeah. There was donuts sitting on the table. And because we went around and talked about what we all did. And I think because I said I was a dietitian, no oh, yeah. one touched the donuts. And I was like, I'm gonna eat all those. If you're not. Like, it's just so funny. Or the other night, we had friends over and a girl who I had just met. And this, you know, makes my heart kind of break. But we're talking and she knows that I'm a dietitian, And, and she goes, Oh, I told my friend um, that you're a dietitian, And she said, Oh, good, we need them. I mean, look at our bodies. And like, I was like, no, oh, girl, no. like, it was just so heartbreaking. Because it's like, that's not the environment I want dietitians to carry into a room. So I think like you and hopefully Brooke and I, which is why we started the podcast, but other dietitians yeah. are really moving in this way of like making nutrition real again and, and brought down to mm-hmm. earth and that you can't eat perfectly. And like you said, it's not, it's not so simple that it's calories in calories out, lose the weight and mm-hmm. people who can't are just lazy. Like, I think we see that a lot and it's just, that's not the yes. case. Not the case. Oh yeah. <laughs> No,
1: that is not,
2: how it works no and I don't think that like us three as dietitians I don't think like our sole purpose to be a dietitian was I'm gonna get everyone skinny like that's (laughs) why I went into this field like that's not it at all I think we all just like had an interest in helping people live healthy lives and live longer and like be able to run, run around and like chase their kids not to like make everyone in America skinny like that was not our goal
0: right
1: no, I don't think so either. But really quickly, let me tell you two times that I was a dietitian and that happened to me. I bet. Um, two horrible times. Uh-huh. Once uh-huh. I was on my bachelorette party, on my way back, I took an Uber. So I was like really tired. Where oh, already like, have chills
0: tired. thinking of where this is going. I've
2: had drunk Uber conversations about <laughs> being a dietitian.
1: <laughs> so keep well, going. I was just, I just got like, after, I, I can't stay up anymore. Uh-huh. So I actually got like, super tired and I was just like drive me home. And so the lady's like, What do you do? And I'm like, I'm a dietitian. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, Oh, I just started the keto diet. And I was like, That's
2: what my diet. drunken Uber <laughs> drive was
0: about. It no. was about keto. Was it in Wisconsin? Maybe you guys had the same. No, mine was driver. in Littleton, yeah.
2: Colorado. And oh. my husband was in the back and he's like, Brooke, stop talking about keto. You're drunk.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I just couldn't talk about it. Oh, it was yeah. one of those times where I was like, Pick your battles. Yeah. And I was like, This is not, not worth my battle. it. I, just, I was like, All right, yep, sounds good. Good look. The other time that it was really horrible, it was after I had been in a car accident and I had a really bad concussion. And I went in to see this doctor oh, that I'd goodness. never seen before. And I was so out of it. And he, st- he was like, oh, you're a dietitian. Well, I put a lot of my patients on plant-based diets. And I was just like, no,
0: I'm not right <laughs> Please now. treat my concussion, <laughs> sir. I'm a and patient. And he
1: just starts going on about that. And then he was like, oh, goodness. Uh, you know, this isn't a very hard diet to follow. And finally, I think my filter was kind of off because I was just like struggling with this concussion and I was like well I mean you're a rich doctor that lives in a rich area so probably you can follow up
0: <laughs> amazing <laughs> I'm like
1: well that's that's what you get for saying that but yeah the best clapback I would
0: have been like I like bacon about
1: <laughs> so you do, like, that's you're hilarious. gonna get hard yeah. <laughs> oh
0: my goodness that's amazing the bacon's okay. worth it <laughs>
1: yeah it is worth it I would that agree. is so true about but, picking yeah. your battles
0: though and know. knowing when to engage Ugh. and when not to
1: and you have family events is Fam- yeah family.
0: it's like <laughs> politics and religion no thanks I had this yeah and food. Yeah. No. I had this funny experience my chiropractor I told Brick about oh, it yeah. I literally first time meeting him and he's a great chiropractor but like stick to your own mm-hmm. lane like talk about sticking to your own lane yeah Where he- he's um adjusting me and asking what I do and I'm a dietitian. he goes oh I oh, actually boy. have been following the keto diet for so long no he goes except for pizza and beer.
1: No, <laughs> So, yeah, you're Let not following.
0: It. That. Isn't that you're hilarious? Exactly. So then I go into like this conversation about ketosis, and he's like, Well, I just kicked myself back into it in three hours. And I was like, You clearly don't understand no. how the body works. That <laughs> doesn't work that way. But also, now all of a sudden, I'm like defending ketosis. And I'm like, Wait, but I'm not for it. So keep eating the pizza and beer. It was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. like, it was just enjoy your pizza and beer. Good
1: luck. Yeah. Good luck with that <laughs> keto diet. Wink, wink. wink well, and I think, I mean, even just talking about professionals, it's like, yeah. e- even sometimes in those situations, Situations, I find myself just with such an uphill battle that I'm just like, I can't. And that's right. where, like, my Instagram account and like what I'm doing, like, that gives me that platform mm-hmm. to be like, let's talk about this instead of like me having a concussion or, yeah, like, exactly. You know, then talking about and, it. Yeah. And you can
2: reach a lot of people that way. And just, I think it's just so important as a mom to like be able to s- send this message. Right. Um, so tell us more about what you're doing now and like your online course and all
0: of that. Yeah
1: yeah so I've, I've done a couple of things so i did launch an online course and it, it has all of like the cognitive behavioral skills that i use um just trying to get people to it's almost like unbrainwashing so i think sometimes people think cognitive behavioral therapy or like any therapy that's going to change the way you're thinking is making you like believe a lie or something <laughs> right. actually targeting those beliefs that you have that are making your life bad right <laughs> you know So my online course, I go through all of that and then you get a workbook along with it. And then you also get to be a part of the Facebook group where if anything is confusing or if you have questions, I'm in there, there's their moms in there and like you can ask questions and all of that. And that's been going really well. Um, And then along with that, I also just recently just came out with a journal for moms to use just kind of sporadically whenever you have time. That also has those like cognitive behavioral therapy skills that will help you like, like unbrainwashed, you know, like from, from diet culture and start thinking about your positive, uh, your body positively and start appreciating it. And like, it has some journal prompts for you to like write about it. And That's think really smart.
0: It. The journaling. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So all of those links are on my Instagram account in my bio. And then also on my website at a uh, body positive mom. Awesome.
0: We'll link everything below too. I've just heard, I know you post testimonials sometimes, and it's just really cool to see what moms are saying and really encouraging and empowering that like, I don't know. It just makes me take a deep breath. Like, oh, they're getting it. You know, they're, they're finding a place yes. to learn this information and they're getting it done. And, and I think that's really important. And I don't know if it was you, but someone else on my feed posted this thing was like diet cultures, like getting a haircut or something. And it's like, it always grows back. And I think that's really yeah, cool. Yeah. Your journaling is like, Hey, once into and Brooke and I talk about this intuitive eating you don't complete it and you're done like okay I did it you know and same thing probably with learning body positivity is like you can learn it but you're never done it's for the rest of your life and taking these tools into the rest of your life so when stuff starts creeping in and it does especially when a new diet fad comes out or a new research Mm -hmm. article that everyone freaks out about that's where you really have to pull in and, and tighten up those tools of hey no I'm good I'm feeling good focus on me listen to my body and that's enough I don't need uh, another milkshake or whatever people are trying to sell today yeah. I can rely on the tools that other people have taught me and so I think that's awesome you've done that for moms so mm-hmm. thanks for creating yeah, that program definitely,
1: yeah that's definitely like what the skills are too it's like you do them and then it, yeah it come you're getting married or like your mom makes some insensitive comments and you're feeling all those feelings you can go back to those skills and like do them again and be like yeah that's, awesome. that's Crap! This is reality. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then
2: back mm-hmm. to just like how you got into this. Can you just explain just yeah. a little bit about like I don't know what what your history was like, but did you have were were you ever having like disordered eating or um dis- yeah. dysmorphia? Like what kind of led you to to this?
1: Yeah, I think I think that you hit on something there. And I was actually going to say this earlier when we were talking about like why people become dietitians. I truly think there should be some sort of like research on this, but Uh I think a lot of people become dietitians because they themselves are struggling with things like that. Sure. And it makes you interested in it. Um, You know, I, I can look back now at that time when I had to make that decision and I can say, yeah, you were struggling with disorder eating big time there, but I didn't know it at the time. And I actually didn't even know it until I started working with eating disorders Mm -hmm. that I was like, yeah, that was a problem. Um, so I think that actually working at the behavioral health hospital and, and just seeing just, you know, eating disorders affecting just everyday people of all, like every gender, every size, every, you know, everybody right. um, really made me feel, I, I got really good at talking about these things and I got really good at researching things. And when I don't understand something, I am going to research crap. And so I think I got really good at it, and then it just it felt natural for me to to fall into this body positive mom role.
0: Yeah, and I I feel that way for sure. When I became a dietitian, there was definitely disordered eating going on there, and honestly, my schooling made it worse. Like, you know, yeah. a lot of the things that they yes. taught in our schooling was mm-hmm. very <laughs> messed up mentally. or thoracic. Oh, for sure. You know. Yeah. And I think um, so. I've had to do a lot of unwinding, and when I found intuitive mm-hmm. eating, it spoke to me like nothing has spoken like the clouds parted I was like hey this is actually how I've been trying to live my whole life and then getting really like confused with messages when I go to school for nutrition and they're telling me to track everything I eat and they're telling me to eat this not that and they're telling me how to teach other people to eat this not that and it's a matter of willpower and all this stuff and it was like oh no, this intuitive eating, when I read it, it literally felt like they had written what was already in my head and I just didn't know that yes. it, it could exist. And so mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think that was really empowering for me. And then Brooke and I talk about this now, is like, we still have to peel back layers and come back to a place of like listening to our own bodies. And it's been a journey for sure yes. to get to where we're at, but that's why we wanted to start the podcast to help people and, and make nutrition yeah. and dietitians more approachable because dietitians can definitely be a little holier than thou and up on a pedestal and I only feed my kids this and I blah 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 Um, and it's like not who Brooke and I are no not me me. right exactly that's why we invited you as a guest
2: people even people like back in college would be like you were studying to be a dietitian? yeah totally you drink a lot of beer and eat a lot of burritos yeah Yeah, I did I'm calling out my dad right now
0: he said that to me he's like didn't you just have Taco Bell and right when I told him I was gonna be a dietitian, he's like didn't you just eat Taco Bell and I was like yeah whoa whoa sir let's just calm down I'm in college absolutely this is what college kids do it was so funny yeah there's a lot of truth there yeah Yeah. yes there's
1: something about that Mm -hmm. thank
0: you so much for coming on and chatting with us it was awesome to get to know you and just hear more about your journey and everything so thanks so much for coming on. yeah thank you so
1: much yeah thanks
0: so much for having me it was a lot of fun yeah Yeah. for sure we'll have to do this again so yeah Yes. we will chat soon and uh yeah have a great day we'll see you guys next time on the diet right podcast a new episode next tuesday because Tuesdays are the worst day of the week. Not anymore. Yeah. Oh, that was cute. Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> it's the best. Um, wait. We have other things to. We always sign off. What do oh. we say? I forget. Um, Wait, I don't know. know. No, but hey,
2: guys, we have something really exciting. We are doing a gift basket giveaway. And so if you rate us on iTunes, um, you get entered into the drawing. And if you leave a written review, you get entered into the drawing again. And then if you share on Instagram, our podcast, you get another entry. And so once we hit um, 100 reviews, we're going to give away a gift basket. It's going to have healthy snacks from Fit Snack. It's also going to have intuitive eating, the book, and health at every size and
0: some other fun little things yeah so make sure to get all your entries email us if you have any questions hello at diet riot and follow us on instagram at hello nope not that god i suck at this at <laughs> what is it what diet. Dot riot dot podcast shut up i'm bad at life i'm really bad at social media so follow us there to see me crash and burn daily okay um <sighs> thanks so much for coming on and we'll see you guys next week bye bye i seriously suck at social media so bad (laughs) oh
2: my gosh i know where do you like learn because i hate social media i hate it